You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right. What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town. And as you can tell by the truncated version of the intro, this is a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. I'll go straight to Ryan. Ryan, why are we bringing this breaking news episode to the people? Uh, for the first time in about a month, Tennessee has added a new commitment to its 2021 recruiting class. J. Marion Gooch, uh, offensive lineman from the Kings Academy right here in the Knoxville area over in, uh, in Seymour. And a, a guy Tennessee has been recruiting for a long time, offered more than a year ago. And this is a, this is a flip. This is a rare uh, flip of a, of a kid committed, not only committed, but committed to another SEC school. He's been committed to Auburn since April uh, but Tennessee really never backed off him. In fact, probably turned up the heat uh, a little bit from the time he committed to Auburn, which was a bit of a surprise at the time back in the spring. And uh, and Tennessee staying persistent with him, never backing off, uh, finds a way to, to to change his mind and uh, and keep him in state and, and keep him uh, in the Knoxville area. And so so big pickup for Tennessee, addressing a major need, obviously on the offensive line where uh, where the Vols have. You know, potentially four seniors on the way out after this season. A lot to replace there. You know, Cade Mays, even draft eligible, got a lot to replace there. So big need, and Tennessee finally gets its second offensive lineman for the 2021 class. Yeah, and I guess the first thing that we need to mention with this young man is the size. You mentioned big. This kid is big, 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 big. Uh, listed, we have him at six foot seven and a half, 358 pounds. I think we, we talked earlier, Ryan, and it could be more like maybe in the 6'8", even 6'8.5 range, and maybe down to 340 pounds now. But regardless, uh, this is a big, big, big kid. And I know that you've, you know, kind of – I know Tennessee's – he's been on Tennessee's radar for a long time is what I'm trying to say. But he, this is someone who I think you first saw – you've been doing this for a while, Ryan. Obviously, we both have. Uh, you first saw this kid like three years ago, didn't you? Yeah, he's so he's originally from the Gallatin area, uh, played at Gallatin and Station Camp High Schools uh, in, in Gallatin before moving to the Knoxville area uh, just about a year and a half ago. And at the time he was in Gallatin, he came over and, and visited Tennessee at least once before his recruitment ever really got jump started. And, so, and at that time, he was not in as good a shape as he is now. He was clearly a big kid with a lot of uh, a lot of promise, but uh, you they were sort of just starting to mold him into what he is now. And, and even now he's a little bit of a raw prospect, but, uh, but back then definitely was, uh, was very much in the early stages of his development. And so you saw this big guy standing on the sidelines at Tennessee's practice one day and said, well, he, he's got a chance. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him. And here he is uh, about three years later. I think that was near the end of the Butch Jones era. So here he is about three years later and now committing to Tennessee. So uh, these things, <laughs> the, the recruiting process, uh, it doesn't, doesn't happen in a short period of time usually you got to have relationships with these guys uh tennessee's been keeping an eye on him with this staff alone for a couple of years they offered him you know back in may of, of last year so long-term relationship here and and tennessee obviously became even more involved once he committed to auburn and, and a little bit before that really back in the spring 
uh, really turning up the heat on him. But uh, yeah, clearly a guy that, that we've seen develop here uh, over the past couple of years. And, uh, and I think now this is, a, this is a really nice get for Tennessee to get a guy with that kind of size, as you said, and not just a big guy, but a guy who can move pretty well for someone that size. Uh, he plays offensive tackle at his school and I think has the athleticism to, to maybe stay there. You know, you have to wait and see how he develops. You could always move him to guard if you need to. I, I think he sees himself as a guy who could play either spot, but certainly has a chance to stay at tackle. And if you can keep a guy like that at tackle with that kind of length, uh, you you got something there. So that's a, that's a really interesting player, and I think someone uh, that Tennessee definitely viewed as important to keep in state. And, and just to be clear, I know for there's a lot of people even, in, I think, in, in the Knoxville area who don't necessarily know much about the Kings Academy, right? Because it's a, it's a really small school. It's technically located down there in Seymour, uh, which is kind of, I guess, just below. I think it's almost right there on the county line, actually. Yeah. Um, but but this is a place that it's a really good academic school. But, you know, uh, Chris Akparagini went there. Uh, there mm-hmm. have been some other guys over the years, but, but not many. It's not what you would call uh, certainly an athletic kind of hotbed. You know, how much does that – factor in at all to any concerns Tennessee would have there because if this young man's playing really small level Tennessee high school football he's probably spending every single Friday absolutely clobbering whoever he's playing yeah and that, that is something you have to kind of keep an eye on just like you did just like you had to with with Chris Aperoganate to, to have a guy like that at that level the competition just isn't it's not going to be much of a test most of the time so you have to that's really why it's important to get guys to camp you know I've tried to explain to people how much schools like Tennessee were missing out on by not having its camps this year, especially when it comes to linemen, because that's a position where you really need to see in person a lot of times uh, and, and, and just not having a spring evaluation period too. Um, so, but Tennessee in, in this case has gotten to see him in person in the past. They had him at a camp last year. Um, so they've, they've had an in-person evaluation to sort of make up for the fact that it's hard to gauge him against the competition he faces. So I, I think they've seen enough to know that there's, there's enough there that you've got plenty to work with. You've got the mobility. Uh, you know, he, he can, he can play a little bit on defense for his school, even though he's at a school where you kind of have to, because their their rosters only got about sure. 30 players, I think right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's, he's, you know, athletic enough to do that. He's, he's always played on the defensive line just a little bit, but he's, he's clearly an offensive lineman now. Um, but yeah, I think Tennessee in this case, even in an unusual year where you didn't have a spring evaluation period and you didn't have camps, they've seen enough in the past, gotten some workout videos, probably even from this year to, to make up for not having seen them recently. You know, they, they've got enough to go by in this case. So I think they feel good about what they're getting in, in, in Jay Marion Gooch. And this is a, uh, you know, again, a, a guy I think still with a lot of untapped potential, even though he's come a long way in a couple of years, I think still his ceiling is definitely beyond what it is right. You know, what it looks like right now. If he continues to reshape his body, improve his athleticism, all that stuff, he could be a really good player in a couple of years. And Ryan, just to be sure here, I know that that people see size and and they get to questioning things. This is a young man. I, I know where he is at Kings Academy. He has to play both sides of the ball. Tennessee sees him one hundred percent as an O lineman. Yeah, they they do. And uh, you know, I I guess with a big guy like that and a defense that that, that plays the three four, you could always revisit that but I you know just the athleticism usually uh you know is is not always ideal for defense when you're talking about a guy that big that most people view as an offensive lineman and I think that's probably the case here you know just uh, you know a, a better fit on offense where his athleticism can be can be pretty good um for a guy his size certainly as, as opposed to defense where he, he would not be a you know considered a plus athlete on that side of the ball so I think just a good fit there and 
uh, and, and has kind of, you know, embraced being on the offensive line more so the last couple of years and, and sees that as his best position. So, yeah, I think he definitely belongs there. And it, it's kind of just a matter of whether he settles in as a tackle long term or whether Tennessee ultimately decides that despite that height, maybe he maybe he belongs uh, at guard a little bit more because of just the, the sheer power he can give you inside as a run blocker. And I know, Ryan, before we go to break here, I know you you spoke a little bit about camps earlier in Tennessee getting him to one and all those things. Is that really when, when the light bulb came on for Tennessee with this kid when they, you know, cause it, it, it's maybe hard to tell exactly when something flips like that. But, but when do you think there was a moment where, where Tennessee really went, okay, yeah, definitely want this kid now. Well, so they say so they had offered him just before last year's camps uh, back in May of last year. Saw him, I guess about a month later at, at, at camp. Uh, so they had that that good evaluation to go by. But even then, I'm not sure he was a big priority just yet. I think he was a guy they were still clearly keeping an eye on. But I think it was maybe just kind of the total body of work, you know, having seen what he did in person there. But then seeing his film from last season on top of that, I think he, he was a guy that early this year or maybe around the end of last season, Tennessee saw him and, and you know, just kind of kept watching him and said, you know, I, I think this is one of the better guys in the state. I think this is somebody we need. So, uh, you know, earlier this year is when we really started to hear his name back in, you know, February into March as he got closer to a decision, it turned out there was, there was some pretty heavy involvement there with Tennessee. He came, he came on a visit to UT around, uh, I believe it was on March 1st, uh, not long before the dead period started. And at that time, Tennessee was definitely pushing for him. So, uh, you know, a month and a half later, he commits to Auburn. And I think it was, a, it was a shock to a lot of people at the time uh, who, who kind of thought he was likely to end up at Tennessee. So, um, you know, that was a, it turned out to be a, a, a big battle uh, in the spring and, and Auburn won out there. And, uh, and from that point, Tennessee just made him an even bigger priority. Uh, and, and the fact that they kind of doubled down on, on that and said, you know what, I don't care that he's committed to Auburn. We've, we've got to find a way to flip him. Uh, I think shows you they, they clearly believe in him and, and what, what kind of potential he has. And, uh, one of a one of a few offensive linemen they liked in this state in the in the 2021 class, but someone locally I think they, they feel like is really someone you got to get. He's the type of guy in your backyard that you don't want to miss out on. You don't want to watch this guy playing at Auburn or somewhere like that for the next couple of years. You know Georgia also kicked the tires recently, so he was his stock's clearly been rising. And I think Tennessee, uh, to their credit, kind of identified that after seeing him last season. We got a lot more to discuss with this young man, Jay Marion Gooch, but right now. Uh, we're going to step away quickly, listen to some product services and in-house ads and all those other fun things, and we will be right back to continue discussing this young fellow. Hashtag ad. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products and services you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. West Rucker, Ryan Callahan coming to you, discussing Tennessee's newest commitment. Got breaking, breaking, breaking news here on uh, J. Marion Gooch. Uh, Ryan, am I saying it right? J. Marion? J. Marion? That's, that, that's what he told me. I, I believe that's accurate. I, I, I hope it is. <laughs> I was kind of pronouncing it differently for, for the past couple of years and then double-checked with him this week and uh and was told that was a little bit off so uh yeah I, I would imagine that's one that gets messed up uh fairly regularly but hopefully we've got that one right now yeah there's there's very few things you can do more disrespectful than to just completely mispronounce someone's name so i yeah. do hope and I, and I do think i'm glad you checked because it, it sounds like we've got this right now with j marion gooch tennessee's newest commitment a six foot eight ish 350 ish pound i guess we'll call him offensive lineman prospect from the king's academy uh, which sounds like the Ohio State University. Uh, but it's the <laughs> Kings Academy right down from uh, Knoxville, right there in Seymour, kind of right there on the county line there for S- Knox County and Sevier County, not too terribly far away from here at Fort Rucker Studio. Uh, Ryan, what does this this commitment, this fella, mean for Tennessee's class? Because, again, I, I don't want to get too caught up in the numbers because people always talk about the numbers this, the numbers that. But the fact is this will give Tennessee – 25 commitments that's about where you know classes end up normally um somewhere around there there there's going to be more movement there always is um, but what does this do for tennessee's class specifically with offensive linemen yeah we, we talked about it just briefly earlier but you know th- this was a big need for tennessee and when you looked at the numbers and you know, we talked about before the fact that it didn't add up you know everybody said well what's how how, how are they going to make all this work numbers wise. And, and we said, well, it just won't work because they have several more things they need to add to this class. They needed two or three more offensive linemen, two or three more defensive linemen in all likelihood, you know, still looking for maybe another defensive back. And then you're still recruiting guys like smile Munden at linebacker that if you can add them and, and you need another edge rusher probably so that obviously several needs left in this class. And with 24 commitments, something's got to give if you're going to do all of that, uh, which, you know, we'll see how much Tennessee continues to add, but, uh, yeah, offensive line was no doubt a position they had to continue to address. So this being the second lineman in this class, you know, they still probably need a couple more. Uh, but this is a, this is a big step. Another, another big body, uh, tackle type to add to that position. Colby Smith from North Carolina being the other offensive line commitment so far, he's a, another tackle body. So that was the big need in this class. We saw last year, they signed three essentially interior linemen, and then they did add a fourth and a guy that we initially listed as a defensive lineman on signing day, but has already moved to the offensive line in RJ Perry. So you had that tackle type in Perry in the 2020 class, but for the most part, that was a class full of interior linemen. So this is the class where Tennessee has felt more of a need to address the tackle position, at least get two or three guys who, who can play tackle. And if one of them moves to guard, eventually not the end of the world. And, uh, and Gooch clearly gives you some of that, uh, that versatility as a guy who could play out at tackles. So, uh, as, as far as the, the full class numbers, you know, we'll see, like you said, though, I think it's pretty 
obvious that there's going to be some turnover in some form or fashion. You know, does it end up being, you know, kids who, who just sort of see, uh, see the writing on the wall or see a better opportunity over the next few months on their own? Or will it be Tennessee choosing to part ways with some guys? You know, we'll just have to see how that plays out. But I definitely think there's going to be some turnover in this class to, to sort of make room for all the things that we talked about they still need. And obviously more offensive line help. They still need a couple more uh, even after this addition of, of Gooch. They, they still need more help there to continue rebuilding with, uh, with guys like Trey Smith, uh, you know, Cade Mays potentially on the way out, Brandon Kennedy. You've got some big, big uh, shoes to fill, and, and you've got to start getting that next generation of guys. It doesn't have to be day one starters, but you need some guys in this class who can be you know, potentially replacement guys at, at, at tackle and, and maybe even at guard within the next two or three years. Yeah. With, with seniors being able to return next season, you know, because of the NCAA, the eligibility ruling with COVID and all those other things, I, I still think uh, Brandon Kennedy getting him for a seventh season. I, I don't know that that's necessarily in the cards. I mean, at that point he'll be nearing his AARP age, I guess at that point he'll be getting that stuff in the mail. And, and then Trey Smith, you know, very clearly a guy who, who will will go play in the NFL after this season, I assume. So, you know, even though that that rule exists and you can get some of those guys back, you're not going to get those guys back. And then Cade Mays, no matter what happens, there's a chance he might go pro as well. So, you know, it is kind of an immediate need. And I think even, Ryan, you could, you could say that even adding Gooch to the mix, maybe if you get the right guy, that might not be enough. So, you know, and I guess what I'm trying to say is if there's another guy out there that they like – you probably would have to take him. Are there any other guys out there that, you know, whether they could pop soon or, or soon-ish, uh, the guys that, that you think Tennessee fans need to have them on the radar? Yeah, yeah I, I think the ideal number for this class on the offensive line is probably four. So I, I think even after this one, they probably need two more uh, just to, to get what they really need at that spot. You know, you don't, as you said, you don't know how that new rule is going to impact who leaves after this year. Um, but, you know, whether it's Riley Locklear, you know, a guy like that could – could transfer or move on. You don't know what's going to happen with that extra year of eligibility yet. So you have to assume for now that those guys are leaving and the numbers have already taken a hit this year. You had some guys move out of the program over the past year. Um, so you, you got to start kind of replenishing the numbers. So obviously the offensive line, you have to have a lot of bodies. So I, I think it is important to get, you know, a, as close to four as possible, you know, and, and maybe there's a scenario where you even take five or maybe you could only get, get away with only taking three, but I think four is the most ideal number. So you need a couple more, in state, you know, there's obviously been another target that Tennessee's been after, and he's we know he's announcing a decision this week, actually, on Friday. William Parker out of Pearl Cone High School in Nashville, and that's one that's I, I think Tennessee's got a real shot at landing, and they've been in good shape with him for a while. It's kind of been a Tennessee-Alabama battle down the stretch here. If they can if they can land him on Friday, that gives you a much better chance of being able to 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 sort of focus on just some top priority guys to fill that maybe last spot on the offensive line. And the other big name out there to, that if Tennessee can can add to this with, with William Parker by the end of the week, uh, it, that leaves you in a good position to sort of focus on the guy who was back on campus over the weekend, even though it's technically a dead period. He's been to Tennessee three times in the past month, month and a half. Uh, Amarius Mims, the five-star tackle from down in Georgia. He's visited Tennessee and Georgia multiple times recently, and, and the Vols getting him back on campus, you know, further evidence that they're very much a factor with him as he approaches the decision that he's planning to announce on October 14th, his birthday. So that's obviously going to be the big name that, that Tennessee sort of focuses on, but still some other guys on the board like Rod or the four-star down in Alabama. 
and, and, and some others are still recruiting. So they're, they're in a good spot, especially if they can land William Parker on Friday to give them, you know, three offensive linemen and really to, to be able to sort of focus on maybe filling just one more spot. And, and obviously with the Marius Mims maybe being the most ideal fit for that spot. Yeah, I don't want people to get, you know, kind of start putting the car before the horse there. But just about any time you're making three trips in like a four or five week span there, whatever it is, that's a lot especially if you're not coming from right down the road. If you're coming from out of state and you're making that many trips in that small a window, you got to think you're, you're, you're somewhere high on that young man's list. You have to. Yeah, and, and schools have gotten pretty good at, at, at dealing with these types of visits, but let's face it, these aren't true recruiting visits. You know, Coaches can't even have in-person contact during these visits. You, you have to FaceTime with them or talk to them on the phone or, or Zoom with them while they're on campus. So it's sort of – it, it's the it's the next best thing to maybe having that in-person connection, but it's it's not a true recruiting visit. Uh, but they do a good job of, uh, you know, they're, they're able to send prospects uh, uh, sort of a, a map for a scavenger hunt, essentially, or, or, or some sort of um, document that helps them kind of guide them around campus. So you can do some things like that with them, but you're still coming up essentially just to look around the campus. You can't really go in the facilities and do all the things you would normally do on a recruiting visit. So the fact that he's continued making the trip uh, over the past several weeks and, uh, and and been in Tennessee so much when he'd only been once before this summer, that obviously bodes pretty well for Tennessee having a, having a real shot, even though George has been viewed as the longtime favorite in that one. Auburn and Alabama also involved, but uh, a, lot, a lot of people right now obviously think Tennessee and Georgia are two of the main teams to watch. So that's definitely a, the, the, the name that's going to continue to draw the most attention as Tennessee looks to continue addressing that need on the offensive line. But Ryan, unless you've got anything else, I think that's a good place to leave it. No, I think we're good. Guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, you can find all of us on social media, Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter, Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter, P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter, and Grant Ramey there at Twitter. You can also get all of us at twitter.com slash govols247 if you want just Tennessee news, nothing else. You can also go to facebook.com slash govols247 or alternately, uh, you can go right there directly to the source. Delicious East Tennessee Mountain Spring Water right there at govols247.com. Best place on all of Al Gore's internets to get Tennessee news on every single sporting event. And if you pay us full price, you get free access in perpetuity to CBS All Access, which is CBS's streaming platform, tons and tons of things on there. Please go in there really quickly, guys. Please go in there and rate and review this podcast. Please hit the subscribe button. Please rate. Please review. And if you have a question in there uh, that you'd like us something to discuss on the podcast, drop that there in the app, especially on the Apple Podcast app. We can get to those really easily. And uh, when we start doing more mailbag episodes, we're going to start taking some priority stuff from that rating and review section. So if you got something you want us to discuss or if you want something you think we need to discuss more in detail, if we can, whatever you think uh, that, that we could be doing, please go in there, drop it right in there along with the rating. That would help us a lot. We do this for free, but uh, that's one thing we're going to ask for. So please do that. And if nothing else, guys, uh, you will hear from us. Gosh, it's preseason camp time, so any day now. Uh, breaking news always possible, just like this one. See you.